This podcast contains explicit content. Hardly Focused presents Big Beautiful Butt Cheeks. The Balance Beam. You are listening to The Ack and Jack Show. The Ack and Jack Show. The Ack and Jack Show. To the Ack and Jack Show. Starring Oliver Barrett is the only person even tangentially associated with the Ack and Jack Show to have achieved any success in life. Uh, Which is really saying something. (laughs) When you think about what you and I have done in the last 15 years. Uh, We are Ack and Jack, and uh, you can find us at our parent website, hardlyfocused.com. And we are on all of the podcast apps. Just search for Harley Focused. We're on YouTube at harleyfocused.com slash YouTube. Uh, we are doing a special episode here of the Ack and Jack program because it is the 20th of January, the year 2021. And as of about eight and a half hours ago on the East Coast, Joseph... Robinette is that his middle name? Yep. Joseph Robinette Biden is the forty-six junior. junior that's right. Uh, he's the forty-six president of the United States, and Mamala Harris, the vice president, the the first of many uh, distinctions. And uh, I I am going to begin this by quoting Craig Ferguson. Uh, Craig Ferguson, who hosted the Late Late Show on CBS for many, many years and would begin nearly every episode by saying, by proclaiming, it's a great day for America. And it is it, for, yeah. for, for the first time in <laughs> uh, like four years, for more than four years, because remember, there was a there was a about a year long period where we were genuinely concerned about what could possibly happen as an outcome of the 2016 election but at the same time we like took it half serious and we should have taken it a little more seriously because bad things happen i remember distinctly 2016 even aside from politics was one of those years everyone hated because of how many celebrity deaths there were um, and it just was one of those years that people on, on New Year's were saying, oh, thank God that year is over. There's no way 2017 could possibly be as bad as that shit year from hell. And I just remember thinking, no, they're all going to be progressively worse <laughs> from here on out. <laughs> well, back then we weren't necessarily thinking about a global pandemic occurring. You know, it is funny because while it's true that nobody directly predicted this, in hindsight, a plague shutting down the country is a predictable outcome to electing Donald Trump president. 
<laughs> like if you if someone did come back and tell me and say, just so you know, in less than four years, the air is going to be toxic. I would say, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I can see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, this is something that didn't start in America and it's affecting uh, literally the entire world. But uh, the United States, no surprise, is the worst hit country in the entire world right now for for covid i honestly would think uh you know like maybe south america or or like the middle east that region that it would have been pretty bad but no it's the u.s and yeah. like california for example california uh, i think arizona uh is the, like the worst of the worst so mm -hmm. i mean the the problem there with I'm not I, I think it would be too respectful to call him former president Donald Trump. Uh, it's I, I'm going to call him ex-president Donald Trump. You, you don't <laughs> died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> you, you don't say my former wife, you say my ex-wife. And there's usually mm -hmm. a degree of um animosity bitterness i mean if, if there's ever a breakup like that it's it's uh very rarely ever on good terms and along the same lines i will now be referring to trump as that bitch karen <laughs> that that bitch carol trump <laughs> uh which uh I'll, I'll have to mention that um later on in this episode uh, by the way, we're flying by the seat of our pants tonight. Usually I, I prep these things out, but figured, uh, hey, if Colbert can do it, so can we. 30 minutes of just riffing. <laughs> uh, and uh, so remind me to bring up Joe Exotic. Uh, but, yeah, uh, ex-president Donald Trump uh, only exacerbated the COVID-19 pandemic by downplaying it, by saying it wasn't serious, by making repeated racist xenophobic comments about china from from where the virus originated uh it just take taking let's put it this way donald trump absolutely fantastic about pouring gasoline onto a fire it's really impressive i, I think it cannot be overstated enough how many issues that were catastrophic failures of the trump administration could have been fine or at least better if he literally just did nothing if trump had had said nothing kept his mouth shut and every time anyone asked him about covid just said look i don't know anything about that listen to what my cdc had say then he would have gotten all the credit in the world for this thing being being taken seriously shutting it down earlier uh not getting spread as much if he had just literally done nothing, but instead he had to actively go out of his way to turn it into a politicized issue to make wearing a mask something only the pansy liberals do to make not sneezing in people's face. Hey, you just muted yourself. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I hear you clicking. I, I hear you clicking, but yeah, you, you muted. Can you hear huh. me? 
I can hear you just fine. Okay. You can hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. How much of my rant got cut off? No, just like five <laughs> seconds. You're in the middle of saying something about pansy liberals. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Trump just turned the whole culture of taking your health seriously into a culture war, which is the dumbest, most unnecessary thing he could have done. And I think hundreds of thousands of Americans died who didn't need to. You know, I, I mean, it would have been an absolute catastrophe no matter who was in office. I don't think it's fair to say that the virus was Trump's fault or that, you know, it only happened because of him. I think if Hillary Clinton had been president, there would have been, you know, 100,000 deaths, which is still absolutely would be heartbreaking and, and just terrible. But that would be a quarter of the deaths under Trump, because, again, he just couldn't keep his mouth shut and tell people to just listen to the scientists and not himself. Yeah. With Trump, too, it was never just a straight statement. It was never just giving the facts, the straight facts, and letting it go. It was always conjecture. It was always personal opinion, always attacks on other people, other countries, and of course, everybody else's fault but his. And right. right up, right up until like a week ago, when the 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 coup attempt happened, and he was still spouting his mouth about election fraud and in the set and the other thing. And it wasn't until that happened, and he had all, he had his outlets taken away from him, is when he finally yeah. finally started getting like like releasing statements that were 90 like 90 percent just statements yeah a little uh, uh, still a little bit of trumpism in there but largely uh you know largely just statements at that point uh the, the closest the closest you're gonna get in four years of him being anything remotely presidential right and it was a good thing he had his Twitter taken away because, I mean, the man can read off a teleprompter, right? He's given statements, you know, State of the Unions and, and press conferences before where he sounds fine. And if you were to listen to just that in a vacuum, you'd think, yeah, this guy's an average president, whatever. But then he could never make it 24 full hours without going to Twitter and unsaying everything he just said. Yeah. <laughs> well... I know. I I think face his Facebook is back, or it it came back. I don't know if it got taken away again. Um, but his Twitter, thankfully, will never be given back to him, yeah. unless he finds another way to like circumvent it. I really wish that at John Barron nineteen forty six was really yeah, him. that was funny. <laughs> uh, I really wish that was him, but um, it's over. It's finally over. Um, today it was. And this is going to sound cliche, but today was really like the first day when when all that happened. Like I actually sitting in my studio by myself today at, at twelve o'clock when Biden was officially inaugurated, and I actually cheered. Yeah, I actually did. I cheered, and then I messaged several people and said the same exact thing to all of them: "Quote, it's finally fucking over." 
my butt has unclenched for the first time in four years. Well, that leads me to my first question for you, Eck. Um, so we're, we're in a honeymoon phase right now, and we're going to be for the next uh, several weeks while, while mm-hmm. things settle down. Uh, are you... Are you optimistic that Joe Biden can do a, a 180 from everything that Trump did in the last four years? Yes. Um, I mean, I think he's already off to an extremely good start just through executive orders in the first six hours of his presidency. Mm. Uh, we rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. He's halted all progress on uh, the border wall. Uh, he's undone the bans on immigration from Muslim countries. Um, I know one of his top priorities is the release and reuniting of all uh, immigrant children who were separated from their families. Um, I think, you know, I mean, that's one thing a lot of people don't appreciate is they kind of hope that, you know, a president will just sort of be able to come in there and bring about the, the new utopia they want. But a lot of effort is going to be have to be done just bringing us back to 2015 like we can't progress until we've undone all of the bad shit that's happened in the past uh four years um so i mean i think if people are who are you know more ideologically left than i am are hoping for like immediate access or immediately starting on like canceling all student debt or Medicare for all, I would be hesitant to expect that, but I don't think we should underplay just how big an accomplishment it is to not have the active detriments of the Trump executive orders weighing us down. Yeah. I think that's going to be a huge boon. I think that's going to be immediately helpful to a lot of people. Um, I think Biden's proposed uh, stimulus packages for COVID relief are extremely uh, comprehensive. I know there was some grumbling because uh, the monthly checks are fourteen hundred instead of two thousand, but you know it's got fifteen percent increased spending for food stamps, massive uh, you know imp- increases in spending for childcare. Uh, it's you know a huge handout of wealth for those who desperately need it and that's just the kind of thing you would never that the republicans fought tooth and nail against uh throughout the whole past year so the fact that we're like one day into it and there's already multiple of these relief packages on the horizon now is uh worth celebrating so in 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 just the course of eight and a half hours Signing a bunch of executive orders that reverse what uh, it was done over the course of four years. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, the 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 fourteen hundred dollar stimulus packages. Now, I um, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but uh, isn't that like the difference uh between like what was already given out versus what was proposed? Exactly. So um, yeah, there were the original checks were 600 people wanted so then there was talk of two thousand dollar stimulus and a lot of people wanted that to mean two thousand on top of the 600 mm. but this bout is 1400 so two thousand total but again that's just from the very first relief package of which there are multiple additional ones 
to come in the coming weeks. So what sucks, uh, what sucks about that? Yeah. Yeah. What sucks about that with the, the relief package is, uh, I was just thinking about like the car payment I just made today and how that was more than three fourths of what, what the relief check was that went out a few weeks ago. Like, yeah. Just, you know, Godspeed to anyone who's just living on this right now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I will say the one cause for concern that I do sympathize with about Biden is he pays a lot of lip service to the cons- to the ideas of bipartisanship and unity, which I know a lot of people aren't super into right now because, you know, the conservatives attempted to overthrow an election <laughs> like a week ago. Yeah. And I think there's kind of this worry of, is Biden just saying he wants bipartisan and, and he wants us to unite because he knows it sounds good? Or does he actually think it's going to happen? Because if he really thinks that, he might be an idiot because uh, <laughs> there has been no indication whatsoever that the Republican Party is backing down from its complete death cult uh, agenda that it's taken over the past four years. I mean, we've now got QAnon Congress people in the Republican Party who who believe that Donald Trump was going to uh, at noon today initiate martial law uh, broadcast on emergency channels that the storm has now begun and proceed the uh, <laughs> military tribunals resulting in the executions of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and other prominent uh, oh liberal God. deep state elites. Um, and I know there's a desire to laugh this off is completely ridiculous because it is, and it's objectively funny, but there are now people who are elected lawmakers who believe these things. And I don't know how we pull back from that. I really don't. (laughs) I, I wonder if it was a dormant beast in in the last Oh, I don't know how long, because if I remember correctly, at least for our, our lifetimes, our respective lifetimes, it's been a largely Republican controlled everything. Like yeah. Obama was, uh, you know, a Democrat, but so we had eight years of that. But um, I just yeah, wonder Republicans if- won the House in what, 20, uh, 2010? So he he only had full Democratic control for two years. Um, And then since then, Republicans have had a huge uh, grip on the national agenda. And even then, we're we're right now holding on by a thread because it was an even split. But I just wonder if just everything that we saw with Republicans, the conservatives, if it was a dormant beast that, you know, let's use social media as an example, because this is something we talked about in a recent hardly focused episode, how if Trump were elected president before social media was the thing, I I wonder if social media was the, the water that you pour on the plant. Yeah. That, that, I think so. That, uh, you know, germ caused the seeds there to germinate. Um, 
because it really is when you think about it frightening just the mindsets that people have mm -hmm. the trump supporters just the, the the way they think and the comments they make and even with the the q q anon and uh and all of that it's really frightening and it yeah. seems like we're 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 not going to be able to go back from it. It's like the neo-Nazis, right? Like mm -hmm. that started and there are still people out there that, that take Adolf Hitler's word as gospel and, yeah. and, and still believe in that 70 years later, 80 years later. And the more you rebuke them, the more adamant they become, the more determined they are to believe that despite the fact that everyone hates them and wants them to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, on that note, Trump now talking about starting his own political party. Yeah. Uh, which that's like, that's like quitting a podcast so you can go and start your own podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. A thing only idiots do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that, that it's, it's the, the Bender quote from Futurama. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's going to go start his own political party with blackjack and hookers. And the only, Actually, the only thing to get the party, yeah. <laughs> the only thing that will be there for Trump will be the hookers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure he doesn't care because he has no loyalty to anyone but himself, but that would be the biggest boon imaginable to the Democrats if he went and tried to start a third party because Trump is still extremely popular among registered Republicans. Now, he's the least popular president in recorded American history. He never cracked 50% approval at any point in his four years in office, which has never happened before. Um, he left office at the least popular he's ever been. He is the only president in 100 years to, in four years, cause his party to lose the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. He's just been a catastrophic failure on every single level, absolutely rebuked as much as you can possibly imagine. And yet he's got like an 85% approval rating among registered Republicans. So the problem, even, even pretending he just goes away, flies off to an island and we never hear from him again, there's already a problem that the Republican Party has to address if they want any hope of winning in future elections is – do we acknowledge the Trump supporter beast that now lives within us and continue to water them and help them grow? Or do we shut that shit down and try to recollect ourselves as a serious conservative party of reasonable adults? And as of right now, I have no idea what direction they're going to go with it. I mean, I think uh, Mitch McConnell has been hoping they can go in the pretend Trump never happened direction. And, uh, you know, he just wants to, uh, you know, say, oh, Trump never heard of him. And then, you know, go back to eating small berries and other and lettuce and other things turtles like to eat. Um, Walking slowly from point A to point B. <laughs> um, and... But I don't know how it's going to work because, like I was just saying, you've got these Congress people like that Marjorie Green, uh, and there's one other one, but they're just they're wild, insane, Trump loving, gun toting, murder all liberals, fuck your feelings, get triggered, snowflake, like just weird, aggressive conspiracy theorist Republicans. 
And I just don't see how those two elements are going to be able to come together and, and reunite anytime soon. And if Trump comes in and makes a third party that they can actually siphon votes off from, I mean, that would just be the end of it. I just don't I don't see how Democrats could lose any elections for the next 10 years until there's a total political realignment. Yeah, uh, it would be really interesting to see a ballot in a few years that has uh, Republicans, Democrats um, and then your Green Rainbow, your Libertarian Party, the, the ones that always show up and always bring in like a percent at most of the vote. Yeah, but. It's frightening to think about the possibility that, and he's calling it the Patriot Party. If you didn't hear that, yeah. Oh, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. That sounds right up his alley. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Just there's, a, if there's one thing, you know, real patriots love, it's committing treason. <laughs> God, and I and I can only think. Well, I, I, I just, it's frightening to think about that the the Patriot Party could actually draw in more than a percentage of the vote because it likely will just based on the fact that 70 million people fucking voted for him in this election right. uh but uh god i can just imagine crazed people too just running around yelling i'm a patriot right the last thing the last big thing that uh you know the word patriot was associated with uh as far as i know was the patriot act Mm-hmm. which came about after 9-11, which just caused a lot of problems for people. Yeah. Doesn't exactly have the best connotation these days. No, no. it's um, it, People people like associated with America, but it's a word now that might have meant one thing many, many hundreds of years ago, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that now. The only thing it, it means right now is a, uh, a a football team that is not going to the Super Bowl this year. Because <laughs> because they because in, instead Tom Brady with the Bucks is uh, on his way there. So anyway, ah uh, yes, sports. Um, yeah, you know, I wonder who do you think he'd get to run? Like, so I mean, I guess his first choice would be himself, but the guy's a seventy-five-year-old obese man who had COVID. The, the idea that he might even still be alive in 2024 is not a sure thing. Yeah, that's why I don't take any of that seriously. So, <laughs> so let's say he does start the party, but then, you know, bows out uh, and has somebody else take over in his steed. Do you think it's it'll be Trump, Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka, uh, someone like fucking ted nugent like just some other celebrity loudmouth <laughs> crazy person oh mike liddell uh, how about mike liddell yeah or uh god what's that the, the pro wrestler jesse ventura uh control dynamite explosions yeah like i i can't imagine like we're, you're gonna have like a respected but ultimately boring person like john Kasich leading the republican ticket and then just Joey, the ranting homeless guy from your local bus stop, leading the Patriot Party, because that's the only the only thing that distinguishes the Trump Republicans from other Republicans is insanity. Right? That Trump politically, in terms of his policy issues, is pretty comparable to most Republicans. The difference is that he's a lunatic, and his supporters like that about him. They want a presidential candidate 
who's psychotic like they are. <laughs> it's everyone's grandparents. Yeah. It's it's what you were seeing old people posting on social media oh uh, like 10 years ago. Uh mm-hmm. and, and quoting news sources that you never heard of. And that that is exactly I wouldn't say that's what uh Donald Trump turned people into. It's he was just part of that. And yeah. he made it famous. He made it popular among people. I think that's why he had so much unexpected success is because many Republicans have tried to utilize people like that. But Donald Trump was the first one who actually was a person like that. You know, a lot of people debate this still. People uh, on the left and the right wonder, you know, was Trump an idiot or was he a genius who was playing an idiot to win the votes of idiots? And I am very firmly in the camp of, no, his brain melted years ago and every insane conspiracy theory that came out of his mouth he absolutely believed yeah i don't think he was play acting i think and and and, you know i mean he was always sort of the the avatar of capitalist excess and absurd greed but if you watch interviews with him from the 90s he was cogent he was coherent he could make a point he could be charismatic he could make jokes he can't do that now. He is incapable of it. Like, try to imagine current day Donald Trump telling a joke. He can't do it. He would just get bored halfway through, say, and anyway, fuck Hillary, and then shit himself. <laughs> like, he's just, he just has any, any ability to be a functioning human being in his brain is melted away to nothing. So, and I think that's why all these supporters who, you know, who, didn't want to bother coming out to vote for John McCain, didn't want to bother coming out to vote for Mitt Romney, saw Donald Trump and went, I can't quite put my finger on it, but something about this guy reminds me of me. And that something was complete brain rot. (laughs) (laughs) I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, Michael Adele, but that is someone who is, if you think that even if Trump somehow was just putting on an act and it was all a facade, then you have someone like Michael Adele who believes it. It's it's cult brainwashing who is yeah. still convinced that Trump won the election. That was yeah. convinced and probably right this moment now, nine hours after Biden has been uh, inaugurated, Michael Adele probably is still convinced that Trump is going to take office and he's just waiting for it. <laughs> Any minute now. <laughs> Any minute now. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> Uh, there, there are people out there just, they're, they're just that psychotic and that rapid. So, uh, let's wrap this up Ak. your, uh, final thoughts on our new president. Um, optimism, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, a, a lot of people preface their statements of Joe Biden by saying he wasn't my first choice in the primary. And that's true for me as well. He wasn't my first, I think he was like my sixth choice. But out of like 38 candidates, that's still pretty good. <laughs> um, and but, you know, all things considered, I'm optimistic because I think if there's one thing Joe Biden's good at, it's being the median Democrat. And I think he's going to have a unique ability 
partially just from being an, a likable old white guy, but he's going to have more luck than many bringing all factions of the party together and surrounding himself with a truly representative, diverse cabinet, diverse advisors, uh, who I think are going to be able to keep a lot of various competing factions of the Democrats, if not happy, then content, uh, which, given what I just said about the fracturing Republican Party, I think bodes very well for the Democrats. Um, so I'm optimistic. I agree. Um, I <clears throat> The only thing that concerns, well, there's two things that concern me is what you mentioned earlier about the the unity thing mm -hmm. i was listening to a speech and he, he said something about um like befriending our enemies like yeah no i mean that that's you're, yeah. you're, you're you're treading on thin ice on that one yes you're you're welcome to try buddy yes, just don't hold your breath yeah and uh just his age i mean oldest president ever elected yeah. i mean trump was oldest president ever elected now biden surpassed that but yeah I mean, that's he's yeah. pushing 80 i mean I mean, yeah, sure. There's plenty of people out there who are still sharp as a tack, even in a hundred. Um, mm -hmm. Biden seems like he's rel knock on wood, relatively healthy. I didn't yeah. see him pulling a Harrison and giving a, you know, a 10 hour long speech out in freezing cold today. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'm just concerned just because he's up there in age. You know, yeah. uh, I, if, if, if he like runs for a second term in four years and actually wins, then be concerned because he's going to be 82. I, yeah, that'll be interesting to see if he does that or not or if he steps down. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to think, has anyone, I don't recall any president in the modern age uh, willingly stepping down and not running for a second term due to anything like that. No. Drawing a blank. No. Uh, the, only, happened. the only president to ever actually resign was Nixon. And that was yeah. due to scandal. Um, yeah. Everyone else is, I mean, like Reagan, for example, was at the time the oldest president and was on the cusp of uh, Alzheimer's. Right. But And he knew going in for re-election that his Alzheimer's was getting worse and they just decided, fuck it, we'll worry about that later. Um, and there are people that regard him as like one of the best presidents ever. Oh, yeah. But that's debatable. I'm yeah. not saying I'm a Reagan fan or against him. I'm just saying I'm just, you know. I, yeah, I, he's I've, controversial. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, I think, uh, just, you know, if Biden does croak, I would say that, uh, all things considered, it's good that he is a politician who, again, is more of just sort of the blank split, the blank slate that represents the Democratic Party more so than like in ideologue himself. Like if Trump had died in office I don't think there was any way to replace him with a Trump-like figure. Like, again, it was people voted for Trump specifically, regardless of the party he was part of. And I don't think Republicans could, like, just up and replace him. And I kind of feel the same way about, say, if Bernie Sanders, who who is older than Biden, if he had won the primary, there isn't really anyone who's like Bernie in the Democratic Party um, so it's the it's sort of the same thing where it's like people who liked him wanted to vote for him specifically, not the Democrats. Biden, on the other hand, I think if he does either die or resign for health reasons or because of his age and is replaced by Kamala Harris or someone else steps up to run in, in 2024, 
I think most Biden supporters will just shrug and be okay with that because they're just going to be ideologically similar to Biden because he's a pretty center of the road guy. Uh, I actually, in the primaries a few years ago, voted for Bernie. Yeah. It was because I was concerned about Biden's age. He was up there. I know Bernie's older, but um, it just... It, there was a lot of concern back then about how sharp Biden is, mm-hmm. was and is. Um, but uh, my mindset also was I'm going to vote for anyone who is uh, not Donald Trump, where yeah. I'm also not throwing my vote away. Yeah. Um, so uh, <clears throat> two things uh, just quickly. Uh, I did say I wanted to mention yeah. this. So, so first, Bernie stealing the show today with the memes oh my god just uh for a solid like four hours today my news feed on facebook was just nothing but bernie sanders wearing his mittens sitting there by himself looking like he didn't want to be there Uh, I am once again wearing the same coat. (laughs) (laughs) So there was that. Uh, And then uh, Mr. Joe Exotic. Fucking bitch. Wanna know why these pants are dead? Carol fucking Baskin. Wanna know how that turd got there? Carol fucking Baskin. Wanna know how it turned gay? Carol fucking Baskin. Do I know why I can't play a core right? Carol fucking Baskin. This here dog used to be a tiger. You wanna know how it changed? Carol fucking Baskin. Fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. Bitch. Uh, Joe Exotic, genuinely disappointed and taken aback that Donald Trump did not pardon him. Yeah, I, I was surprised when I heard his name was in consideration. I thought, uh, that would absolutely not surprise me if Donald Trump did pardon him. Um, Cause not to get too preachy. I enjoyed tiger King. I oh, watched it when it came out. Cause everyone was talking about it and the memes were great. It was an experience. I was glad to partake in that fever dream with all of my peers. Hey, all you cool but, cats and kittens. <laughs> but one thing that did upset me was how many people came away from it with the viewpoint that Joe Exotic was relatable and Carol Baskins was the evil one. Now, I'm not saying Carol Baskins was great or wonderful or anything, but it just seemed like kind of a rehashing of 2016, where you've got two extremely unpopular candidates in Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, and way more people were willing to give the benefit of the doubt to the man than the woman. Yeah. And I think that kind of happened again with Joe Exotic, where people, where it's like, well, yeah, sure, he threatened to kill her and had an assassin hired to go fuck her up and spent every waking moment of his life obsessing over her and calling her a bitch and threatening her. But, I mean, she was a bitch, so I like <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> like, so, you know, it, 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 it did kind of bother me that that was the takeaway from the show. And in that regard... It would not have surprised me at all if Trump had pardoned Joe Exotic. And they were seriously anticipating. He even had a limo waiting in front of the uh, complex where he's housed right now. A limo was parked, ready to pick him up had he been pardoned. 
and uh, that limo <laughs> drove away with no passengers in it. Well, that's funnier. <laughs> uh, Same with uh, Edward Snowden and Julian Assange, both begging Trump for pardons in the last 24 hours. And <laughs> yeah, still Lil Wayne got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Lil Wayne, uh, dumbass Bannon, uh, a bunch of other yeah. rappers. Um, so, uh, Jared Kushner's dad. Yeah. So, uh, Joe Exotic remains in uh, prison for another <laughs> uh, couple decades. Uh, worth mentioning, too, that I don't think Tiger King would have been as popular as it got were it not for the pandemic. Because that premiered yeah. right when the pandemic started. Exactly. It was like the first shared thing everyone in lockdown did together. <laughs> yeah. It, it goes, and I like those kind of moments. I like I get into it whenever like a show is really trending and everyone's talking about it. I like it. I like feeling like there's this big unifying thing that we're all a part of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it gets to the point where I, I sit down and I say, I have to watch this. It's not yeah. it's not like I have to watch this. It's if I don't, then I'm going to be a pariah and I'm not going to be cool. And when someone says this to me, hey, you cool cats and kittens, I'm not going to know what it means. Um, <laughs> now, now with like uh, Among Us, for example, I have not played that. And I'm now at this point, it's almost on principle. Can I go my lifetime without playing Among Us? <laughs> but uh, see, that, that, that's one of those things where like everyone's doing it except for me. But when yeah. it came to um uh, like when it came to tiger king it's like all right i'll do it and it's like i did the same thing with stranger things a few years ago like all right i'll, I'll i i have to watch this because everyone's saying it's fantastic and then i walked away mm -hmm. telling everybody watch this goddamn show holy shit <laughs> yeah so <laughs> cool all right ak thank you very much for yeah, uh, doing of course. this this was fun um yeah we should uh do it again sometime soon yeah like within the next four to six business days. Agreed. All right. Uh, we <laughs> will uh, leave it at that. We will talk at you next time. See you. Bye. From FSN, I'm Steve Moore.